should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. What's up, everyone? Welcome to PopCulture.com's group chat, where we talk about all the reality TV news that we care about and you really need to know. I'm your host, Anna Rumor. And I'm Jameson Brown. And I am Victoria Magadami. Now, Victoria, you are our special guest host. You are our second special guest host of 2020. (laughs) Thank you for being here with us today. thanks for having me. I love listening to you guys. I'll listen to you guys in the car, and um, I respond to you guys quite often, but no one can hear me. But now people can hear me. (laughs) Perfect. Now they can hear you. (laughs) You're just saying, like, I hate you. You guys are wrong the entire time. And now we'll get to know. (laughs) No, I love the opinion. And so I have an opinion, too. And now people can hear me. So I feel very Fabulous. I love this. Fabulous. Well, we have an awesome show for us today. We're talking Oscar nominations, which is a little bit outside of our realm, but everyone's talking about them. And we have so many opinions that we have to weigh in. We're talking The Bachelor for hashtag Champagne Gate, which is absurd. (laughs) And we'll get into that later. Uh, we're talking the drama going on with Julianne Huff's relationship, which is like so obsequious that I'm not even sure. And we're talking about Kim Kardashian's behavior at a basketball game and how that possibly ties into Khloe Kardashian's ever-evolving romantic life. So we've got a lot to get to. Let's start with the Oscars. What did you guys think of the nominations when they first came out Monday? Uh, I feel like Jameson has a lot to say already. I mean, there was, it was... One of the biggest snub seasons that has happened yet. So there's like no question about that. Across the board, different categories, different movies, different actors. I mean, across the board. Well, and you were really upset about Uncut Gems. Yeah, Uncut Gems. I was furious about that. Um, Adam Sandler, the movie itself on various levels. Uh, and then The Little Women in the in both, uh, or excuse me, mainly the Best Director category. There was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a bunch. I'm so sad about Jennifer Lopez. She has had a thrilling year and now she's going to be performing at the Super Bowl. And I just, I don't know, the fact that she was not nominated. And she said back in like 2002, she turned down a film, um, Unfaithful, that would have got her an Oscar nom. And so that was like the one like movie that she could have done that would have gotten her that. And then now I think she was kind of hoping for this one and obviously never to be found on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Hus- she was so good in Hustlers. I, yeah. I think everyone was expecting her to be on that best supporting actress list. But it, it came out and like the bigger discussion that's going on right now, too, because I was very upset that Little Women was snubbed in, in, in the best director category because I love Greta Gerwig. But the bigger discussion going on is just the lack of diversity. It's been what, like almost half a decade since Oscar is so white came out and we have one person of color in the major acting categories like props to Cynthia Revo Revo for Harriet <laughs> yeah uh but the rest of it is all white people and then the best director category no is women. all men yes yeah and you i think at this point we should know that the academy is really out of touch because they continue to do this and they throw in things that people don't really care about and they snub movies that people really do care about. Well, I was going to say, that's what I beg to question because this has been an ongoing issue year after year after year. And like, why does it continue? Like, because they don't care. <laughs> I, get, okay, I mean, point blank. I mean, they just don't care. 
I mean, yeah. no, because we had the same discussion last year as well. I, and then the year prior, yep. and then here we are having the same discussion. So, I mean, I just, what do you think it's going to take for things to change? Oh gosh. I don't, I mean, I don't think it is going to change. I think they're going further down the, like, we've got us, we've got to kick up controversy path because we need ratings like super, super, super bad. And that feeds into the Joker conspiracy stuff yeah. with all mm-hmm. of its awards. But I mean, the, the, the big one on, on my end was the little women direct director snub. That was just like a, like a blatant one because that movie was, I mean, it was really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Well, and for best director, it was like Lulu Wang's The Farewell, which was The Farewell was nominated for a bunch of different stuff. Aquafina won for it at the Golden Globes on mm-hmm. Sunday. We had Lorene Scafari as Hustlers, Melina Matsuka's Queen and Slim, which like got nothing basically. Yep. I, it, it's just there were so many really good movies that came out this year directed by women and women of color, especially. And they decided to nominate a bunch of white dudes anyways. Like, I, it, it's just, they're so insular at this point, the Academy, that they don't care what people think. They don't really, they put forth people and say, look, it's diversity. And then the next year when they think everyone's forgotten about it, yeah, they, they go back like to their old ways. sneak it back and then like, oh, we hope you weren't looking, but oh, okay, well, you well, and, I mean, yeah. Co- is am I thinking right? But weren't the ratings on the Oscars down last year? Yeah, uh, they're like oh, yeah. they. I feel yeah. like they continue to just to just tank. Be terrible, yeah. Every every year, and same with a lot of other award shows. Honestly, award shows I feel like are kind of getting away from being in vogue. They're just. I mean, this is my perspective because I hate award shows and always <laughs> have. Same. But they are so long and boring. Yes. And like you can learn about it on Twitter now, which is. Yep. Just, I was gonna say scroll through. Probably the only like positive about this year, minus the lack of you know diversity, but like I think it probably is still gonna shave a little bit of time off because it's not gonna have a host this year either. And last year probably. I think it cut like twenty minutes off. Maybe they can like work on like forty minutes. <laughs> Literally, if they could just make the Oscars a solid forty-five minutes, I would. <laughs> yes, that would be great. A half hour event. Okay, we're done. Way Good to get go. your ratings up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And then one last snub that I wanted to bring up just because I feel like it's a larger part of the conversation about how we treat like horror and thriller films in our culture. Um, well, Parasite, which, you know, is the thriller-ish, it's its own kind of category at this mm-hmm. point. They got some nods. Um, uh, Park, Park Sodom, I believe, is the uh, actress for Parasite that I thought should have been nominated for Best Supporting but that didn't happen. But, you know, she got, there were some other noms. Um, but Lupita Nyong'o for uh, us. Yes. Yeah. That there, was there was a lot shot. of snubs in the thriller category. And I, I think it's possibly because our culture doesn't really recognize that as a, a legitimate art form at this point. I would and have I think thought that's so that, frustrating. I know. I would have thought I, that after Get Out that specifically with, you know, that kind of like thriller, thriller, horror comedy would have been mm-hmm. elevated, you know, to the to the Academy level. And especially because it's by Jordan Peele again. So like they're, it's right. kind of back in their face with a really, really good return movie. And um, I, I mean, Lapita, I think, was snubbed big time. She did a phenomenal oh job basically playing two separate roles in one movie. And then on yeah. top of that, the movie itself from the writing to the directing to a Best Picture. I mean, I don't get that one at all. 
Yeah. I, I was really surprised at that one. I mean, not surprised, but disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point, I feel like that's the best we can do with the Academy. Not surprised, but disappointed. <laughs> Are we taking bets on if Joker wins Best Picture? I I, I feel like it is. It's either. I, point. I could almost bet on it now with how many nods it got. I definitely think Joaquin's going to, they're going to, he's going to win. I mean, he did a good job. Don't get me wrong. The movie was good. But does it deserve, like, with what it was. Does it deserve 11? Yeah. Going, like, like against the other competitors that were in the ballpark I just I'm not sure it should stand where it stands yeah it was just wild for me because I saw that movie and walked out and was like yeah that's something I've seen like I, it didn't stay with mm-hmm. me I didn't take anything <laughs> away from it it was just a movie you yeah. know I, I walked away from the, it with like less joy than the Lego movie and am I the only one that feels something. that way about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood like don't get me wrong I love Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> and Brad Pitt paired yeah. up together but like really like it was not the best movie I love Quentin Tarantino I really do but I just feel like really like I think what it had 10 nods, but like that movie is Tarantino just literally making a movie yes. about being Tarantino because yes. he's bored. He's like, I'm going to give you the most Tarantino movie I can give you. Yeah. So, yes, I'm in and out no, with I'm him on his movies. So I was like, eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt Leo. But- <laughs> Like them, but a few too many gratuitous butt shots of um, Margot Robbie for me. Just mm-hmm. saying. Moving on to more grat- <laughs> On a lighter note. <laughs> on a lighter note, let's move on to The Bachelor. It's actually not even a lighter note because this it week's so episode is, though. It's was my favorite. <laughs> it was so like it was just nothing but like people crying. Yeah. But it was also I had no sympathy for any of them, no. which is tough. Oh my God. It was uh, so great. I literally, can I just say something? I never watched this show ever until I started working here at popculture.com. And now I'm thoroughly addicted. That's the exact same journey I had. So I blame <laughs> you, Jameson. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jameson. This is all your fault. Uh, sorry, <laughs> y'all. He's like, sorry, not sorry. Hope you enjoy this it. This week, <laughs> no, I do. I listen to podcasts about it now. I read a whole book about it. Like, this is a, this is a problem. See, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Encouraging Learning. us to read. Oh, gosh. But this week was hashtag champagne gate, which is there's always is a gate in every season. And the next season you forget all about it because it's stupid and it doesn't matter. This week it was between Hannah Ann and Kelsey because Kelsey brought a special champagne bottle from like Iowa or wherever she's from. And Hannah Ann opened it for Peter. And instead of being like, oh, production clearly gave me this champagne bottle and told me to open it, which is. (laughs) exactly what happened happened. they just had to yell at each other and cry and peter is standing there because he's nothing he really honestly though like listen he is probably one of the most boring bachelors oh my god he has got the personality of a piece of paper i'm so sorry peter (laughs) i know i'm sure i love you like i love you i really do but like oh my gosh like he's got and that's honestly what i'm hearing from a lot of my friends that are texting me they know i watch this for work and so like i my phone blows up during this up during every episode really and I mean, he really has like no person. I will say though, he was very sweet when he went to try and chase after Kelsey. Like he's a sweet guy, but there's just no, I feel like they had to like create a cast of women that are so emotionally unstable to create a season this year because they weren't going to get it from him. It's just, I I know that they chose him because he is like Play-Doh in that they can mold him to do whatever they want, which is great for reality TV. 
Pilot Pete. He just, but he has no discernible personality yeah, really that doesn't. I can see. Yeah, he's just like a man who stands there and just hanging is out. A pilot. And let's not forget <laughs> and, and, though. And there you just still... summed it up. That's it, right there. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, like that's all I know about him so far. And I've watched him for two seasons almost. Like, but the God. champagne blowing up in her face. I mean, on top of everything else, I literally said out loud to myself, I was like, this girl cannot win. Like, she is on a downward downward spiral this entire episode. That was probably my favorite thing I've ever gotten to watch. Because yes. whomst among us hasn't opened a champagne bottle and it's not turned out great. <laughs> uh, but it's not been on national television <laughs> and exploded in our face. What so. did she say before, too? She was like, I'm not usually... Or I usually stay classy or something like that. Like yeah. sassy. And then something about being that classy. Sassy B or something. Oh, something like that. This girl and was then, struggling. Boom. And then Hannah Ann goes and tells on her. is like, oh, I'm being bullied. And then the poor girl's a hot mess all over again. Also, being bullied is like the hot word in reality TV the last Yeah, two they should probably ease it on that yeah. word for what it actually, like, that's. I'm not sure I agree with that with them just people being mean to you is not necessarily bullying. There's a difference between some mean comments and actual real bullying that's a serious thing. So yeah. Fix that. Especially because they're both adult women on the same playing field. So there's no power differential there. Like it's just it's annoying. Honestly, when people start to say on reality TV that they're being bullied, I kind of turn against them even if they are in the right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my gosh, now you're annoying. I can't. I can't be with you. Here we go. Anna, who's your favorite on the cast so far? Absolutely no one. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I watch. This is why I watch. It's not because I like these people or I want them to find love. It's because it it dwells in some deep, dark part of my heart where I get to be like, at least I'm not them. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, sorry. I like sorry, it guys. Well. What about you? Do you have a favorite? <laughs> well, Victoria F was super weird uh, the first mm. episode, but now I love her. I think she's the cutest thing in the world. So I hope she was well, weird again. There's there. more to come out about her. Oh God! See, but I Anna knows. Is Anna? <laughs> I won't spoil Anna, it. Yeah, I, I I refuse to follow reality, Steve, because I want to watch it every single Monday and be surprised. I like knowing the spoilers ahead of time because it makes watching because I'm the. Part of The Bachelor that I'm really interested in is the production. I find yeah. that fascinating. So knowing from the beginning all their arcs, I like to watch it unfold and know where it's going next. Yeah. So that's, okay. that's where I okay. find enjoyment. Uh, and then the last thing about The Bachelor that we have to talk about is a new teaser came out where someone was saying, uh, quote, they literally were in the hot spring and they had sex. <gasps> and that means that Peter possibly got it on before the fantasy suites, which could be a big twist in this season. We already know that he um, likes to get creative yeah. in his spot, <laughs> his spots to be intimate I mean, with his, his women. parents have to just watch this. <laughs> Bless their hearts. I would be so embarrassed <laughs> if my parents were watching that. Yeah, maybe that is his personality. It's just embarrassing. Uh, yeah, well, it's a plot twist. He could be sleeping with someone before the fantasy suite. That's some juicy stuff right there. I know. I am curious as to who it was. I thought in the little clip of the audio that it was the end of the name Sydney, but it's really hard to tell. So I I don't know. That's my theory. But that could be interesting. See, I don't even know who to guess at this point. It's so new. 
I know. And there's so many it's of so, them. New yeah. one comes on screen. I'm like, who are you? I know. Why are you yeah. crying? Oh, he, that's another thing too. He is very like, have you noticed that he just, um, he'll ask girls to like refresh his memory. He's like, so I'm sorry. What did you say? What did you do again? What, how, what did you intro with again? And it's like, I've never seen a bachelor about, I mean, don't get me wrong. I haven't watched every single season, but I haven't seen a bachelor or bachelorette like do that. Like he does not to be remember fair, girls. I would not remember any. I, I, I wouldn't people either. But I really like. And then two minutes later, I'm like, who are you again? What's your name? So <laughs> yeah, relate, <laughs> relatable. But but yeah. OK, yeah, we have to take a break. We have to move on. I could talk about The Bachelor for hours and we just can't because no one wants to hear that. So we're going to take a break, hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back with some relationship drama. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. All right, we are back and we are diving into the tumultuous sea of love that is uh, Julianne Huff and Brooks Lick. Lick. I don't oh, know. Lick. How do you, okay. hard to say. Lick. Very okay. Flemmy. Uh, this I, in Brooks the description Lick. before this show, I was curious about how to say the name. So how do you say it? I'm so Brooks glad that Lick. you guys lost his eye. Lick. It's lake. It's the word lake. L i l a i c h. Can I just say the term lake, like L a k e, and it be okay, or is that not cool? Sure, I say that's fine okay. because. Who cares? I tried. I really did. <laughs> I saw it and I, I really gave it an effort. So I'm just going to say lake from now on. We're yeah. doing our best. I know there's a little bit more of a huh to it, but it's hard for me to say. Same. And I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm terrible with that kind of stuff. So I'm, ugh, yeah. I can't do it. It's bad mouth noises for the microphone. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I, there's a lot going on in their relationship. Reports came out just last week that they are, quote, spending time apart. They've only been married for like two years now. Um, yeah, but there's long. been chatter that this is going to be happening for a while. Um, and for me, it was kind of obvious because as almost as soon as they got married, they both started really talking about how they were spicing up their marriage in the bedroom. And I'm like, you guys just got married. Dude, <laughs> so that they were seems so like a red flag to me. That. Yes, that they're very open with their life in the bedroom, which made me feel uncomfortable. But maybe I'm just a big old prude. Um, yeah, it's like or, I'm all for you being comfortable with your sexuality, but do you really need to tell everyone? I just don't want to hear specifics. Like <laughs> saying we we're spicing things up. That's fine. That's good for me. But they really did dive in, and that's yeah. too much for someone I don't know. Well, uh, for people who don't know who these people are. Julianne Huff, <laughs> Dancing with the Stars pro, went on to do uh, America's Got Talent America's Got and Talent, then yeah. exited that. And then Brooks Lake was <laughs> in the <laughs> NHL. Brooke, <laughs> my, my, my dude Brooks, he was in the NHL, still is, but he's a free yeah. agent to my understanding. And that's as far as I go with sports. So. <laughs> go sports. Yeah, they've sports. kind of had struggles, though. Um, from day one of their marriage because Julianne Huff came out with her endometriosis struggle. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know that they struggled on that end on potentially wanting a family. And I think, do not quote me on this, I think that he was like wanting like quickly to start mm -hmm. a family, I believe. And yeah. I just think that they're like on two different pages. Like I'm, I'm, 
it, this makes me sad to hear for them because they, they really are like a, such a cute couple, but it doesn't shock me. Yeah, they both seem like nice people. Sorry, Brooks, that I'm kind <laughs> of making fun of your last name. I just, it's just me pronouncing it. You seem fine. Um, but yeah, there have been a lot of weird signs. It's the thing where, you know, if the couple is sharing a lot about themselves and each other on Instagram yeah. and always gushing over it, you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, you are not well. Um, But then there's been some interesting things coming out because just a couple months ago, she came out and said that she's not straight. She didn't really define that other than just saying not straight, which is totally fine. Yeah. And then he came out and said he wanted to explore his sexuality. So I'm not sure if that was kind of rubbing against each other, too, because those are two big kind of identity changes and Mm -hmm. and possible possible discussions about that and their relationship but it is something that kind of came out around the time that the rumors started so it's something to be noted and she wasn't wearing her wedding ring the night so also she hosted the new year's eve special Mm -hmm. that everyone watches um and she wasn't wearing her wedding ring then and then and she wasn't wearing it a couple times on instagram too which is why people were like "Mm." but he is she went on and yes yes unless those are old pictures gonna go with this doesn't end well I th- I'm going to say, yeah. Is it bad to say that I think that they'll probably get a divorce? No. Yeah, we could probably take bets on it. Yeah. They'll never. They don't, they don't listen. Yeah. If they do, sorry. That's got to be hard, though, trying to figure out everything in the public eye. I mean, no wonder they're wanting to keep everything secret, but I don't know. I feel like these are just details you would have discussed, you know, and found out maybe prior to. and Prior to marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Me. It's tough. I do feel bad for them because living in the public eye is horrible, but also yes. they're super rich and famous, so my sympathy is a little bit less. Yeah. Moving on to more rich people that we can talk about Yay. and not feel bad about because they have more money than God. Kim Kardashian came out this week. She uh, and Kanye West were sitting courtside at the Lakers-Cavs game on Monday, and the shakiest video ever on Twitter came out of her booing him. I was not convinced because, A, the video was unwatchable. And, yeah. B, that would be a weird thing to do in front of everyone. I think there are, so people would come mm-hmm. forward and probably say that they saw her booing, too. Right. Instead of just one Twitter video. Yeah. And the worst Twitter video of all time. I had watched it about 10 times. and was like, I don't see anything, let alone I- Kim Kardashian. I I think it's someone just trying to stir drama, honestly. I mean, but, Mm. you know, we were talking about this the other day. I mean, I beg to question, are Chloe and Tristan going to get back together? I mean, it's not like she was turning down, you know, the jewelry that he was sending her. And so maybe Mm -hmm. this is Kim's way of, like, welcoming him back into the family. I don't know. Well, it is very interesting because... Kim did address the video on Twitter and she said, uh, quote, I was there to support him and I was screaming, let's go, Tristan. I would never boo anyone. I don't go to hate, only to cheer. And her talking about supporting Tristan when he has arguably betrayed their family numerous times by cheating on Chloe at least twice when she was pregnant with their daughter and right afterwards. With a family friend. Kim's been very critical. Yeah, yeah. Kim's been very critical of him and really come for him. So for her to say that she's supporting him and saying, let's go Tristan, makes me wonder if they're really just trying to get on the same note co-parenting wise or... Yeah. And Kim's like the cutthroat sister too. She's like the detective that has (laughs) no remorse whatsoever. Yeah. I think she would really only get back on... Tristan's side if Chloe expressly told her that she needed to. Yeah. 
I don't know. Huh? Is curious. Chloe likes to post cryptic quotes on Instagram, so that maybe poor we should girl, go. St- man, she's been through so oh much. Gosh. Like, she really I watch has. her Instagram. I'm like, this is me in high school when I was super dramatic about everything, but instead, she's got millions and millions of followers, and everyone's having to watch that with her. But we, go her. Yeah. Do like we Chloe. think that they are getting back together in the end? Like when it's all uh, said. Uh, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's right. But I think in the end, they won't end up together. They might try, but I think that would come from Chloe's sense of family and wanting to have her daughter have a dad around all the time. But in in the end, I don't think it will work out because he has done this to multiple women multiple times and people don't change that much. Well, you got to think about how exhausted she is emotionally just over the whole Lamar Odom situation. You know what I mean? Like coming straight off that and then going into Tristan and then being on a high of having a baby and then all of that other stuff just happening. I just don't see this girl wanting to get back together with him. I see her being cordial with him and, and including him in everything. Cause they're so strong with family, you know, yes, bonds yes. and everything, but I don't, I don't see them get back together. Which makes I hope not. There's I hope a, not there's a whole saying that people who have a broken picker, that's uh-huh. in quotes. And it's the people that they pick are not healthy for them. Mm-hmm. Chloe's picker has proven to be like destroyed, shattered, <laughs> so bad in the past. <laughs> so bad. So God, I hope she can pick someone who is healthy and nice or maybe just won't cheat on her while she's yeah. pregnant. I have faith that there's Ugh. a good man out there for Chloe. I want to see it. I love Chloe. I do too. I really like her. So I uh, I have problems with parts of her. But yeah. But don't you know, we all? Part of that can be. Yeah, I don't like all the the fit spo spawn stuff she does, <laughs> where she's like, "Drink this flat tunny tea." It's like, oh, that's so problematic. Yeah. Also, we know you're not drinking that tea, Chloe. We know that you just are a bajillionaire. Oh my god! <laughs> but that's you know that's that's a whole nother episode. Honestly, and, so many people yeah. are so upset about her tea ads. <laughs> As they should be. Those things should be illegal, in my opinion. But. Uh, it's not about my opinion on Fit Tea. We have a lot of other stuff to talk about, so let's move on. We've got pop culture picks of the week. Yes. Uh, things that really stood out to us this week. Does anyone have anything that they would like to go first with? Uh, I'll kick it off. I, um, nice. So through all this Oscar snubs business, Uncut Gems was like one of the best movies I've seen in the past few years. Uh, and the fact that Adam Sandler, who did a phenomenal job, should have 100% been nominated for a best lead. Uh, the fact that he didn't get nominated uh, and snubbed, um, I thought his handling of that was A+, plus, 10 out of 10, mm-hmm. hilarious, classic Adam Sandler. He's such a cool dude just you know, in life. Uh, he's so nice to everybody and just very, mm-hmm. like, he's just very vulnerable with his delivery with everything. He always tells stories about family and things. Like that. I just really like him. Um, so when he, you know, had the Twitter exchange between uh, himself and Kathy Bates and they yes. did all the water boy stuff, I thought that yes. was, uh, that's better. That's going, that alone is going to be better than everything about the Oscars. So I thought that was awesome. So that is definitely my pop culture pick of this week. That was like your mini Oscars. Yeah. Like you don't need to watch them now. Exactly. I'm done. I'm, I'm good to go. So Jameson has been all about the Adam Sandler, Uncut yeah. Gems thing in yep. the newsroom. That's yep. honestly <laughs> why, why we had to talk insane. about the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. We had to give him an outlet. He's yep. going to explode. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he did. But a lot of people, you know, I don't know. 
we already talked about the Oscars. I'm just... <laughs> we can't go back. There. I can't, can't go back. Uh, <laughs> I could keep talking about do you it. Have a, do you have a pop culture I pick I do. Victoria? Okay, so this is probably breaking the rules a little bit because I know it happened technically last week, but the whole royal <laughs> family debacle that's happening right now with Meghan and Harry stepping away, I'm not saying necessarily this is my favorite because it's like hyped up and I'm so excited about it. I'm just saying like I am so enthralled and fascinated that they are literally breaking like royal protocol and just kind of like changing up the game. And then the queen kind of came out with a statement this week. And I don't know. I just find it. She's ticked. You can tell. Oh, she's so mad. In the poor. Good. Stay mad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, I personally am in huge support of Harry and Meghan. I love them. I just think that they have just gotten bashed so much by the press. And I just, I love that they're kind of paving their own road and their path. So I'm just very enthralled and fascinated with it. That's my favorite thing of the week. (laughs) Someone pointed out that this is like a reverse of the romance movies that we've seen where a princess falls in love with a a commoner and leaves her princess ship behind. Um, It's like a reverse of that, which I deeply enjoy. So I know. And we're going to have movies made about this. Like, hello, Lifetime and Hallmark. (laughs) I've already seen the Meghan Markle movie and it was... It was tragic. And when I say tragic, I mean amazing. <laughs> yes. I love it. They're tragically amazing. What was your favorite? Uh, my favorite thing of the week has to be, well, and this is not favorite, but it, it's the thing that I've been really like diving into the most, is one of the new Vanderpumpers, Max, he just got brought in. And legitimately, as soon as he got brought in, everyone found like a ton of super racist and like homophobic tweets from 2012. Like, like t- multiple, like at least 10 of these horrible, oh, horrible tweets. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's garbage. He apologized, saying that he's a different person now. But I'm really interested in the conversation that's going on right now because there have been so many Bravo celebrities who have gotten busted recently for being really racist and saying really horrible things. All the guys on Below Deck right now are like toxic masculinity 101. So... The conversation that's happening within Bravo community right now is really interesting, and I am watching eagerly to see what the network says about this and does about this because everyone's sick of it and something has to be done. So that I, that's not my favorite. Do we know what their screening process is, like the producers, or did they just like, you know, there it was like there it is. Let's let's pick them. You know, let's bring them on. Good to go. I it's got to be. It, it, it's either that they're not doing anything because these things are very easy to find. You just scroll back in a Twitter feed or just yeah. search. He's he used the N word like a million times. Like you could just search someone's Twitter uh, for that. It's super easy. Yeah. Um, or they don't care and they just want people who will give good TV. But in this day and age, that's not okay. Mm-mm, not with social. I mean, media. it's never been it's never been okay. But mm-hmm. it, it's. Now, when people have the tools, people aren't willing to look past that anymore. Thank God. Well, I think the and people watching can make a change, you know, by not supporting mm-hmm. and airing their feelings on social media. Well, hopefully, because there's been a lot of backlash towards that. Leanne Locken, the whole last part of Real Housewives of Dallas was like, wow, you're big old racist. So hopefully she won't be back. Brandy Redmond just got in trouble for saying racist stuff. Like, we're... We're all sick of it, so I'm just very interested in the conversation that is going around. Haven't these people already learned from those who are scrutinized for making comments like that? 
You would think. Apparently, they're garbage <laughs> enough that they don't care or don't know. So good riddance. True. Good riddance. Good riddance. True. Don't need you on my screen. Okay. Well, that on leaving on the uh, leaving racism in 2019 note, <laughs> let's end today's show. Don't forget to follow popculture.com for all your up-to-date news. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Anna Rumor. I'm at Jameson G. Brown. And I am at V. Megotomy. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We only like five-star reviews. The other (laughs) ones make us cry at night. And you wouldn't want to be the person that makes us cry at night, would you? (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think so. (laughs) Victoria, thank you so much for hosting. Thanks for having me. I love you guys. Of course. Of course, we'll have to have you back in the future for more bachelor chat oh my god uh, go on all day i know i know and we will after we stop recording so let's stop now (laughs) bye everyone jeremy renner returns to paramount plus for a brand new season of the original hit series mayor of kingstown my job is to create a balance avoid a war from executive producer taylor sheridan co-creator of yellowstone there's some new players in town and they brought the plague. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is the next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.